You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Once Upon a Time in Wonderland After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Once Upon a Time in Wonderland After Show. <laughs> hello, hello. Being is for doing, and we are here doing another Once Upon a Time in Wonderland after show. This episode is episode number six, Who's Alice? I am your host, Jackie Borowski, and with me is Keaton, not Keaton, <laughs> not here. I don't know where my brain went. <laughs> Tiana, Tiana Hobson and Marissa Serafini, <laughs> neither up, of everyone? whom is Keaton. Uh, anyway, so this this music is very powerful (laughs) um we go to a flashback with with this whole episode is about alice's past with her dad her dad is a jerk yes and so so is her mom the evil stepmother um so she basically has been going back and forth between wonderland and leaving her father for longer periods of time and in this flashback she goes uh, this is about a year ago, we're told, and she, Cyrus, she has just thought that Cyrus is dead and has decide, decides to stay and um, live with her father, who now has a new family. He has a new wife who looks like this woman who is a character on SNL. Um, doesn't <laughs> she, she look does. like that lady from SNL? She does. Um, I can't think of her name, but no, Yeah, you she's say very that. funny. She's a very, she's probably the funniest woman on SNL right now. Yeah. I can't remember her name. I don't watch SNL. Uh, but I got to say, the, the actress who played the stepmother, she looked cold. Oh, yeah. And, like, she That's had sly eyes. And yeah. She looked like someone you shouldn't trust. Yeah. And then the they had the... Um, she has a sister now, a half-sister named Millie. 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 I, I just uh, kept thinking Regina Mills, even though Regina, but like Millie, Mills, oh, some tie in that. there. That would be cool. My question is, how long had Alice been gone this time? Yeah, because I know that Millie wasn't there when she left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when she left last time, did she look younger, or I, did she, does she not age? Because if her dad doesn't believe her stories, but she keeps leaving for significant <laughs> amounts of time and coming back looking the same exact age, hey, buddy. I don't know. Maybe something's going on here. Right. That maybe you should be thinking, okay, maybe she's not completely lying because she left here 10 years ago and hasn't aged a day. So that's just my right. thought on the situation. I think, like, time stops in Wonderland, kind of. Like, you don't age. Not, I don't want to say Neverland. Yeah, that tie like in, that. But, like, going to Wonderland, the time is skewed. It's not in the real time as... As we know, like the mm-hmm. current age. Yeah, so why doesn't her dad believe the fact that, you know, he's aging? He has a, like, what? How old do you kid. think Millie is? I, it you looks know, like, like seven, she was eight, probably seven. Seven. Yeah. 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 She, she was young, young enough to understand that, oh, I have a bigger sister now. Yeah. But it, I wonder how long 
Alice has been gone this time. Because if she didn't really age in appearance and whatnot, but she, the, Millie's about seven years old, I think we've come to that conclusion. How long has she been gone? Seven years? Eight Probably, years? yeah. Enough to develop a, a what she considers to be a lasting relationship. Mm-hmm. And so she she tried because she she has nothing left to go back to wonderland for so she decides that she is going to um become part of her father's world on their terms even though i mean her father kind of lets her in and then and then just immediately expects yeah, her to immediately change. expects her to change which is also weird because i'm wondering how much she has told him about her past because he seems to know everything, even though we're not seeing that on screen. She hasn't really told him much at all. She said, like, Cyrus here and there. But I'm, like, I'm wondering how much they know about how much she has told them. Because they keep alluding to her having crazy stories and saying crazy things. But we don't see any of that. We see her saying very little. Yeah, I thought when Alice came back, she seemed fairly sane. Yeah. And, and even though she doesn't seem In like she's defense. really delusional like to the point where oh my goodness she's so she's having these ideas of grandeur and whatnot that we have to send her off to this asylum she seemed like a fairly straightforward and put together when she came back she seemed like someone who had just lost the love of her life and needed more than a couple days to move on and try to marry someone else yeah i'm like um pretty normal but i think that some of the stories they were alluding to maybe we didn't get to see her tell them all but the i mean the last time we got to see when she came back when she was a child you know Mm -hmm. her dad did say you know you're back and forth so much you keep coming and going so i think maybe he had told his new wife maybe a little bit of the background right. of that so she knew those stories as well. And so then we have this scene where she has a nightmare and Millie comes in and um, and she basically, she has a cute moment with Millie where she says, oh, well, I hope someday you find a person that will be the person of your dreams, basically. Yeah. They weren't talking about magic or anything no. bad. She no, they said. weren't. And then the thing that was weird was, I'm like, are they like eavesdropping in the hall like while people are sleeping because this is totally awkward they come in they're just like we need you to be better you're awful i'm like do people not have nightmares in victorian <laughs> england what is this i mean <laughs> she had it she yeah. just lost the love of her life well regard like that aside you know and then and the weird stories aside the thing that the the thing that bothered me about this scene was it's the nightmare that blew these people up to the point where they decided she needed to be in an asylum. And I'm like, nightmares are fairly normal. I don't think that the thing that tips you off, that makes you, the, your tipping point, should be a nightmare. It seemed like if she had an episode where, you know, she was talking about rabbits and flowers, yeah. talking mm-hmm. flowers and stuff, then maybe I could see that. But she's really having... with. I think it's a really normal conversation mm-hmm. to the little girl. She doesn't talk about magic or anything. You're right. And she yeah. even tried to send her back to bed multiple times. But right. Millie is stubborn. Yeah. She's right. like an only child and she's being stubborn and not listening. The the thing is because, yes, she does seem more sane out when she comes back in this family home area. Um, but when she's actually in the asylum in the first first episode that we see that she is talking at that location. So she's talking about all the other character if she'd met the caterpillar the white rabbit so in the asylum she seems a little bit more delusional than she is in real life 
Right. But I think part of um, I think part of going to an asylum is you're probably a the just the idea of being where she is like in isolation and you're stuck with all these problems is bound to make you feel a little crazy. Mm-hmm. And then um, and we know she's not. It's just it's bound to make you have these kinds of like uh, emotionally charged things where you just want to talk about it. Also, she probably they probably asked her to talk about it because they're her therapist. They're trying to get her to. Con- confess that she made the whole thing up so right. instead she's like no this is actually what happened and I did this and did this so I was mm-hmm. surprised that for such a I mean I know her life is pretty much over but for such a fighter she goes she just goes you know to the asylum gets in the car with Dr. Evil and that is that yeah, as soon as I saw mm-hmm. him I'd be like I'd rather take Mr. Darcy instead and why is there <laughs> always a Mr. Darcy involved I in London I loved okay. that <laughs> Darcy I just thought Pride and Prejudice as okay. soon as they said Darcy I was like Pride and Prejudice Bridget Jones yeah. Diary I was like there's always a Darcy somewhere just their you know nod to it's, the English are there show. really that many Darcy's over there in England it might be the, the you know equivalent of Smith here that we have maybe, had in maybe. if there is Mr. Darcy please call me up because I'd love to have a Mr. Darcy in my life <laughs> and I just felt I felt did feel a little bad for him because he comes in and she immediately is like I don't want you and I'm like okay well I, I do know that you know your heart is broken and you're emotionally like a mess but this poor guy is probably just like what just happened okay bye <laughs> she's psycho but she's probably as good as i can get and <laughs> that's rude cause... so we have uh we have the knave um who has been de-stonified and then there's a stoned joke later on. <laughs> that was the best line in any episode ever. I was just like, once upon a time, just went there. <laughs> they just went there. And I was like, he said that. And I was like, They're, he's not going to laugh about it. Oh, he did. Oh, he did. That no. happened. That was real life. I, I just got to admit, I felt a, bit, a little bit of Star Wars. I don't know if you mentioned this last episode that when he turned back into human it felt like han solo getting out of the it was very much the same way it does we did not say that i agree with that Carmen. i see that um oh, reference there yeah and so he um he assumes that it's alice who saved him so he goes looking for alice um to i mean i've he probably he's thinking that he owes her a debt plus in my mind, he really does have a crush on her. I mean, I really don't understand how anyone would just be like, oh, you're my platonic friend and I'm really going to go search you out. I th- I thought he just thought that, you know, she she was the one who unstoned him. So I think he, that. But, I, but my thought to him, too, was if it was Alice, don't you think she would have stuck around and waited for you and been like, hey, well, you yeah. dummy. Well, doesn't left always, you in the head. Well, doesn't always think on his feet. He's funny, but he's... I think he hopes for the best. Yeah. Because he's so shattered by Anastasia that he wouldn't think it was her. Right. So he, um, he goes, well, let's, let's back up a little bit because his timeline merges with Alice's. So we have, um, modern day Alice, now that she has been revealed where Cyrus is, is going in search of Cyrus. So she goes, um... She's headed west, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's headed west. And she meets these two guys in the forest that totally reminded me of Robin Hood um, 
when they're like, "Oh, I know, you have to pay, pay the toll." toll. <laughs> you get no, if you don't pay the toll, you don't get no roll. <laughs> I was thinking exactly that thing. That is exactly what I was thinking. I was like, "This is like the scene in Robin Hood, Prince of the not Men in Tights, Men in Tights, yeah. yes. Prince of These," because that does happen. They do have a toll, it. but the the way they said it was so Men in Tights that I was like. Are they going to jump over a river and then right. they're going to have a stick fight? Are you going to sing? <laughs> oh, totally. Oh, my gosh. That, that would have been great. It would have been great. But so she fights them and they're they're passed out and um, she keeps headed there. And the, the next part, um, I loved this nod to the movie where they have all the signs that say, turn back, <laughs> abandon all hope, you who enter. And she's like, really? The first one sign would have been enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so then she goes into this very dark portion of the forest. The black I love forest. that one self awareness of but sorry to go back to the science. She's just their self awareness and they point out the, the obvious that they just poke fun at that. Right. Yeah. Which I love. I love. We I mean, I've said this before, I think one of the reasons we love these shows are that they reference they reference other things we know and it's it's so much fun to see that. Mm-hmm. It's like you're on the inside of a joke. Mm-hmm. And it's a bunch of people on the inside of a joke, which makes it even more fun because no one likes to share a joke with themselves. <laughs> so she goes through the dark forest and she's managed to steal um, the, the fire stick from the guys. Uh, I guess you would call a it a torch. torch. Not fire stick, torch. So she's walking through the dark with this torch. And just as the torch goes out and she's like desperately trying to light it, she's like magically on the other side. She made it to the light. And she's in, and I thought of you, Marissa, when when I saw this, because she's in um, this field of like flowery poppies. And I was like, it's not exactly the flowers from the movie, but it's kind of like that. And Marissa <laughs> wanted to see that. Yeah, I, I did think of um, Wizard of Oz <laughs> in that moment. I was like, she's either on ecstasy right now or she's... She was, yeah. she was tripping on something. Tri- she was like, feel the tree trunks. They're so soft. That is something someone on Pet drugs the furry does. wall. Oh, my goodness. Like, everything was just so Stroke happy. the furry wall. Stroke the furry wall. Oh, my goodness. Um, and that carpenter guy, he was just What a creeper. Creepy. What a creeper. What carpenter See, walks around with an axe or a saw, whatever that yeah, was. Yeah, but the, the way he was just standing, like, in the way with he was staring. smile. Like, the yes, thing is, I'm like, you. first I, off, uh, okay, the Carpenter is a reference to Through the Looking Glass. There's a mm. poem, The Walrus and the Carpenter. And, and it, it, oh, oh, in yeah. the poem, The Walrus and the Carpenter, um, they are they're, they're having a conversation and they get these oysters to follow them and then they end up eating the oysters. There are people who think that the walrus represents Buddha and the carpenter represents Jesus and that the oysters are the followers of those particular religions. And, uh, and you know, and they and blindly Buddha. follow them and then devour them. Um, yeah, so and Jesus and Buddha are going to eat us all, is what you're saying. <laughs> and also the carpenter said a line, uh, Minzi in the Borgroves, which if you... From the Jabberwocky. From the Jabberwocky poem, which is also featured in Alice in Wonderland, or in the, look, through the looking glass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he does say Borogram and Minzi. Borogram. Yeah. And so, but there are also people who believe that... The walrus and the carpenter represent just two political figures. Um, it's I think it's because they have these like clams fo- or these yeah these clams oysters follow them and then they devour them. So it's there's some sort of thing there. But then other people say that Lewis Carroll enjoyed nonsense and that it's just supposed to be a nonsensical thing, which I don't buy. I don't think people write nonsense just to write nonsense, especially not if you're like a brilliant mathematician. But um, I, I'm not. 
I'm not sure I'm so behind on the Jesus and the Buddha thing, only because I read somewhere that he said he told his illustrator he could draw for the carpenter. He could draw a carpenter, a butterfly, or a baronet. And he said, I don't know what a baronet is or if I'm even pronouncing that right. But he told him he could draw one of those three and that whichever one he picked would be the thing for the poem because all of those things fit the rhythm of the poem. So I think he just, I would go with, I would be more apt to believe that it was about two political figures just based on that because it didn't matter who the other one was. But so weird, weird factual side segue or side story, not segue. Um, Weird weird fact aside. Hmm. Um, The carpenter is creepy. And so she's in like la la poppy land with the carpenter and otherwise the knave is now chasing after her and he sees the robin hood men in tights guys and <laughs> and he um and he basically figures out alice has been there because they've been knocked out and they're like oh she beat us in our sleep and he's like okay yeah sure <laughs> and then he makes it over there and he, like, he just has the best lines. I'm trying to find the thing he says to the carpenter when he finds him. Well, he comes in there and says it smells like a bloody perfume bottle. Oh, <laughs> and then he sees the carpenter and he says, don't worry about the man with the sword and the scary grin. <laughs> yeah. So they're um, they're stuck in this flowery area and they're battling them. And I want to... The... I wonder why Nave wasn't affected as much. I mean, he didn't really talk to the carpenter because the carpenter is kind of the one who lured Alice into that whole trance that she was in. But it didn't really seem to have any effect. The area had any it, effect it on It didn't Nave. because we found out he doesn't have his heart. Right. So when he left, um, that was my thinking because when we left, she was like, oh, I've, like I'm getting all these emotions and I feel miserable and I felt miserable in there. And she kind of has this awakening as to, like, they have this conversation about his heart, and he says, he basically tells her he didn't put it back in his body when they went back to get it because he didn't want to feel miserable about Anastasia anymore. And then, for me, who has been shipping Alice and the Knave the whole time, <laughs> she's been wearing his heart around her neck. That's what's inside. I've That's what I thought was inside the thing. Is it the Knave's heart? The did he put it in the Cyrus yeah, did he put it in there? Because he I makes like a know. reference to her necklace. And I didn't pick up on that. No, nah, because I was just going to ask, like, me, where's the knave's heart? Yeah, because to me, when he's saying, where's my heart, blah, 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 and he looks down at the necklace, and she looks down at it, and I'm like, did he put his heart in the magic necklace? I took that as because the the heart started lighting up at that moment, moment and we cut to Cyrus. Cyrus, who was like kind of calling for her they were doing their weird like voodoo talk to each other like through star the wars um, <laughs> like luke and leia yeah so I how they communicate his, yeah i took it he said we'll get to that later because let's talk about that first and he yeah. made a reference to the necklace because it was already lit up oh he didn't put his heart in her necklace well i i don't know. i mean there's Maybe still a did. possibility that he could have no, but... but the the knave says alice because she was turning into a tree because yeah. all the people who wander through that area turn into trees which i don't know about you and i think jackie would get this reference but did it not feel like xander and willow when xander was trying from buffy talking like yes. that, he, tapping into the humanity of yeah. Willow to like save her. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it did. 
It's, it was so I I loved how Nate was trying to like get yeah. to tap into Alice and like you you have this plan your true love Cyrus you know you, you have this mentality you, you have to go after your true love but it's just a very yes, Xander Willow moment it was it's like you and it's be, it's a very Xander Willow moment in the sense that they're so close that only that person can pull you out of that mm-hmm. I mean they're that's the most perfect person to pull you out of that situation. I agree. Yeah, which is why I think the necklace worked, which might debunk your theory that his heart's in there, because I don't think the necklace would have helped to bring her out of it if the knave's heart was in there, because, you know, seeing it, it was brought back to her at one point. brought her back to Cyrus and not to him. Mm. Maybe <laughs> next time. Cyrus. Okay, so I love so, the knave. So I mean, I'll I date him. him. Pending question, where is the knave's Heart. Yes. Good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somewhere Probably wondering. somewhere that you wouldn't guess. So that makes me think that it's nearby Anastasia because she wouldn't have any idea that it's there. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe it's under her throne. So Anastasia realizes that Cyrus is missing and decides to go searching for him since Jafar just went on his own mission and. Didn't tell nobody. Just didn't left. tell anybody. Just didn't leave a note. He's like a honey badger. Yeah. He don't care. His prisoners. Yeah. Like, nothing. He don't care. <laughs> so um, the queen, who uh, I know this is terrible, but her lips look better, and <laughs> it must be because they do. They do, and it must be because you can do um, like Lisa Arena, which is permanent injections, which is what Lisa Arena did, which is why her lips look so deformed. <laughs> Um, but people who just have super, like, pucker pump lips, not like, like, Lisa Arena's, you can see, like, there's, like, a weird pucker, but people who have, like, very glossy pumped lips, it's a temporary. So my guess is that she did something temporary, and then they asked her not to do it anymore, because it doesn't, it looks like it's deflating, um, which I appreciate, because <laughs> she has a very pretty face and doesn't need to do that. Yeah, definitely. Side story. So she, I could see more facial expressions. I love that. Good for you. She still looks like she's about to ball in every scene, though. It's because it's like so her, cold. Her eyes she's are cold. always like, have that like glossy over look. To she's them. too cold in Wonderland. <laughs> it's cold up Get in Vancouver. Get her a space heater. But I gotta say, her dress was amazing. Phenomenal. Oh, it was fierce. amazing. That red, amazing dress, and then she it looked like they were enchanted forest. But uh, I loved how her, the atmosphere she was in, uh, her surroundings were green, and she was all decked in red. Mm-hmm. It really made her stand out. Yeah. And we know, I mean, now that we know about her past, that she was essentially like a struggling peasant, and she is now a queen, I like the reference where she's like, I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty. Mm-hmm. She's going to go trudging through... Mud. Trudging through mud, literally, on her own to catch this prisoner, who, at first, I was kind of confused because... We didn't realize, we don't realize until the very end that it's like one of those like floating Nintendo things, worlds. worlds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, I thought it was harder to get out of this castle and now he's in like the woods. And... I was expecting a dragon or something, yeah. you know, that was out there protecting, you know, Jafar's castle from everything. I didn't yeah, and see then the it floating. wasn't until the end yeah. until we realized, oh, okay, because I thought he was just in the regular forest, you know, where all the Sims people are. Um, <laughs> but he's not, and he jumps, he does the brave thing, and he's just like, I just don't want to be a prisoner anymore, and he jumps off and dives into the water. 
Yeah, I've been telling him to jump the whole time he was standing there. When he got to the ledge, I was like, jump. Just go for it. Yeah. You're a genie. I'm True sure you're below. Save you. Like, exactly. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm sure, you, I'm sure you know how to magically dive. I know. I think, I don't know, the red carpet is going to come into play. Yeah, I think Because we saw could. that in the first episode that he jumps and the red carpet saves him. I think they're going to do that again. Do that again. One jump. One thing that, hand in. Yeah. One yeah, thing that the red queen said during all this stuff, too, um, when she was tracking him, mm-hmm. when he kind of backtracked his steps through the water to trick the guards into going one way. And then she stops and uses her magic, magic. to reveal um, his foot. And she goes, oh, you think you're clever, but that's not clever enough. And I wanted to be like, yes, it was clever, but you cheated <laughs> and used magic. So that's how you figured it out. Okay, so don't call other people's plans not clever when you're cheating the system here. Well, she's He's a smart- genie using his own smarts. She she was smart to think about that, and this was another moment we get to see her use magic, yeah. uh, other than the chokehold. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I I like that that we're seeing that more of her limits or, or more of her powers that she has. Now we just need to figure out how she has them. Yes, and where they came from, exactly. and um, who the other magic. prisoner is, because I liked some of the predictions we had on YouTube this week about him possibly being Aladdin. Yes, that, yeah, was, that was fascinating. Like, that was a really fascinating yeah. one. So I thought maybe we'd find out a little bit more about him, but he's still stuck in that cage. I know, yeah. and he doesn't want to leave, and he doesn't want to tell her anything he about was tortured. Yeah. yeah. So we're. I, I'm wondering, you know, why he's making those choices. Obviously. And so, um, speaking of other evil people, (laughs) we start the episode off with Jafar. And I, like, Jafar's outfits are getting so much better now that he has his blowout. He's like, I'm the queen of the world. Seriously, though. I'm not in love with the blowout either, though. It just... It's better than the Jerry Curl. It's better than the Jerry Curl, but it's... I don't know. It just still isn't quite working for me. Tiana's I just, not satisfied. I just see the wind blowing, and I just want to <laughs> see him in, like, a shampoo commercial with that hair. He is or very blessing. much a shampoo, <laughs> a shampoo commercial. commercial. But his outfit was almost exactly, to me, like the one that's oh, in the yeah. movie. And uh, and I really love that. I was like, oh, his outfit is amazing. It was yeah, just a great touch. The outfit touch. was great. The costume designing was on point. So he, he sees the painter... And he tells the painter he has a nice outfit and doesn't say anything nice about his painting. And he goes off to Bethlehem or Beth Bethlehem Bethlehem, Bethlehem Asylum to uh, talk to Doctor Evil about Lidgate. Alice Lidgate. We we got a name tonight. It's Doctor Lidgate. Yes, Doctor Lidgate, who's actually Evil. yeah. I, I looked him up and John Lidgate um, as a person. He was a poet and a writer. Well, writer huh. and poet. They're the same thing. But uh, yeah, he's a poet. I wonder. And from I wonder if he appreciates England. this. Being uh-huh. made to look like well, Doctor Evil. Maybe that's another tie into yeah. another tie character. Into I'm sure they're doing lots of like. I'm sure those are all purposeful references. Oh yeah, because yeah. everything that's brought into the show, it's not just a except throwaway. for Lizard. Yeah. Everything is not a throwaway. Yeah. What happened to her? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What did happen she to her? was exactly. here for an episode. We complained and then she disappeared. I think we have magic, guys. We do have magic We powers. have magic. We made Lizard We disappear. didn't like the fact that Lizard had no relevant story and she left. Thanks. Boom. Oh, good job. And gone. Um, so he goes to talk to uh, Dr. Evil or Dr. What's-his-face? Lidgate. 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 Um, 
to find out information about Alice's dad and information, I would presume, more information about Alice just to, while he's there. Okay, so, so Tana Dr. Patient Confidentiality. Seriously. Yes, right? I mean, because usually when you go to asylums, not that I would know this, but aren't you... <laughs> usually su- when you visit them and ask for information. Right, yeah. Usually when Ugh. you're asking for information about a patient, you usually have to be related to them or be have be a legal guardian over the patient in order to get any information out of any of the doctors or whatnot. So I don't know if things ran differently in England. In fake but, Victorian England, and yeah. Even also back at that time, but yeah, serious I mean, doctor confidentiality. I kind of get it the doctor's mind has been rocked you know he didn't believe alice and then he sees her leave with a talking rabbit now this really scary guy is here he opens a duffel bag and you know there's he's trying to forget everything so i think jafar kind of more intimidated him into giving the information which i understand but at the same time i'm still just like i mean doctor patient i mean if i can't tell my shrink anything like who can i tell anything to but the thing is about like when jafar opened the bag and saw the white rabbit it he was afraid he it seemed like he's from wonderland as well like i'm trying to forget about that or 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 it's a land where people are so stuck in their mind that there can't it seems that so many people from this world are so stuck in their mind that like magic isn't real this doesn't exist mm-hmm. like it does not com- does not compute to them and but, the, but the thing is if he doesn't believe in that then and then he saw Jafar you saw he was shaking in his boots he was really legitimately afraid so it makes me think maybe Lydgate was in Wonderland as well it made me think that he's so scared of what he saw because he truly does not believe it because he does not think it can be possible Mm -hmm. for magic to exist or for these things to have happened. Like, I don't think he's even told anyone because they would lock him up and do treatments on him like he was doing to Alice. Right. You know, if he was to start going around. So then to have it brought back into your life, you're like, no, is this my imagination still? Like, he's thinking that he's going crazy because it's here again and he can't go talk to anyone about it and... He's freaked out. Side note from this scene. Why must this bunny always be used as leverage? This poor rabbit is getting thrown into bags and taken places as proof of Wonderland. (laughs) If you want to prove something in Wonderland, you steal this poor rabbit and throw him in a bag. Not to mention, he's being blackmailed. So not only is he, like, universal proof leverage, but he is also, like, universal, like, person to blackmail. But the thing is, in the... Alice storyline the white rabbit is hard to catch mm-hmm. so once you catch the white rabbit he's yes he's going to be the best proof that you have to show anyway yeah but I mean doesn't he I have a wife feel, or something yeah. I feel like you know someone else kids. don't they have little bunny babies who walk around talking like I'm just there's gotta be <laughs> another family. rabbit out there why I want to see their bunny <laughs> I mean, baby I want to see his family it's just it's just this one rabbit I feel so bad for him I because do too. he's, he's being so bullied right now he is being, <laughs> he's bullied. being bullied someone needs to stand up for him yeah rabbit rabbit rights rabbit rights that's a that... that's a tongue twister right there it was really hard to say rabbit rights <laughs> rabbit rights bringing you rabbit rights um, oh goodness! So and Jafar, I loved his outfit. He, I loved. He his, looks good in a suit. Yeah, his hat and coattails. That was also awesome. Blending in. Yeah, people are the costumes on this show are getting thumbs up. Awesome. I loved again going back a little bit. I loved Jafar's appearance back into just like Alice blowing up the the earth, and then the painter guy's like, oh. 
where did you come from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't even think about, oh, you just came from the freaking ground. Right. Wow. Well, the painter hopefully has some sort of imagination from painting. Maybe that gives him <laughs> pretty scared. That was too. just fun to watch. <laughs> He's like, it was um, funny. It was okay, funny. He's here. just like, bam, and what? I am giving sad, your though, that Jafar ended up grabbing Alice's dad because last week, I know we were talking, I really wanted it to be her sister because it just seems so obvious right. to be in the dad. So I wanted it to, the flashbacks to be more about Alice, you know, actually connecting with Millie in a deeper right. way where they had like this great friendship sister bond going on. And it was actually her that ended up back in Wonderland. But I guess it's good that her I mean, we could there. still have Millie go to Wonderland at some point. I don't think it would be that impactful. No. Mm-hmm. But so, I mean, Jafar takes the dad and we know from the previews that he is bringing the dad to Wonderland and that the dad apologizes to Alice in the preview. Um, this episode to me felt like, whereas uh, the last episode I felt like, oh my gosh, so many things are happening. This episode, yes, there were a lot of things happening, but it still felt like this is an episode where we're setting up story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where we're setting, where we have to put all the chess pieces. Huh, another one. <laughs> we have to put all the chess pieces in place to then move the story because now we have um, we have Alice and Cyrus back together. Um, or Alice, not Cyrus, Alice and the Knave back together looking for Cyrus. We have Cyrus jumping into the water. We have Jafar can go wherever he wants. I mean, maybe he comes back to Wonderland and then goes back there. I don't know. Um, and then, uh, he, we have to have him discover that, that, uh, there has been an escape. The queen has to deal with the escape. So we've, we've set up, we've set all these things in motion from a very slow, poppy infected kind of moving along plot um i didn't have anything else unless oh jafar said um jafar when he was talking to the doctor he did say sometimes the maddest stories are the truest ones which i thought that was i thought that was interesting that to me it just kind of um it kind of exemplifies to me what wonderland is it's like it's so crazy but it's real in Jafar's story tonight I kind of felt like he was a good guy only because he went back and kind of proved that Alice was right so I was like at least Alice is kind of yeah yeah, inadvertently she's kind of vindicated in this aspect you know with the asylum and just everything because Jafar unknowing it is like you know sitting this guy on the race of a lifetime through his head and really screwing with him mentally and for me I was like yes Alice Mm-hmm. Vindicated, yeah. yeah. So that was awesome. Right. But but then I went right back to being like Jafar, bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> so segue, we have gotten a lot of really awesome YouTube comments. I tried to respond to all of them except for when I went on today. I found my other comments were like I couldn't see the responses I had made. So then I was confused as to what I had responded to, what I hadn't. <laughs> so apologies for this one. But we have a lot of uh, great theories coming up. Tiana mentioned uh, the Aladdin theory yeah. that it's old Aladdin. We've had people think that it's the, the, his dad, the Sultan. Um, they, we have people putting out theories that Anastasia and Regina are related. related. Yeah. There's uh, a kind of Jafar evil mentor theory that's very involved if you read that one. Um, there's one that wants Jafar to go to Storybrooke, which I think would be cool. <laughs> yeah. 
and then and then someone else posted the backstory from the Alice in Wonderland story of the Knave of Hearts. And we now know that the Knave doesn't have his heart. And they also mentioned that the Knave was in uh it wasn't it obviously wasn't the same actor, but the Knave was in two episodes of, of Once Upon, Once a, Upon time. a Time. Um Back so before I, we knew that Cora was the queen before we, it was revealed right. the face of the queen. So I'm wondering because we know that I'm thinking that he had his heart purposefully removed, and the only people that we know know how to do that are Rumple, Cora, and Regina. So, yeah. I'm I'm guessing and it Pan. And, and, and Pan. Pan knows how to do that, too. Because why? <laughs> Big reveal. <laughs> why everybody is related. Uh, I was I was actually talking to somebody about that. Everybody <laughs> on that show is literally related now. Yeah. Crazy, crazy right. family. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm thinking that he, something had to do with Cora, maybe, like, he purposely had his heart removed because he was so miserable and just went to work for her and then Alice helped him get it back. And I, I, that's the story I really want to know. Yeah, I I was thinking maybe it was something more along the Huntsman storyline with, um, Regina, where, you know, maybe he was supposed to do something and then... Cora right. took his heart right. and was holding it captive, and then, you know, he finally got it back, right. but then decided, you know, oh, I don't want to love that girl anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Lady. something not very family-friendly. Not nice person. Yeah, that not nice person. <laughs> so I don't have anything else for this episode. We want to go into predictions? Yes. And now, you're after Buzz TV. So I kind of said my predictions throughout this podcast that uh, I think Lydgay is a character from Wonderland, and he's having the facade that that Wonderland is also fake, and he doesn't believe it, even though he's from there. Um, I think Cyrus did not jump into the water. The red carpet, uh, the flying carpet, is going to save him. And uh, oh, I had another one, but yeah. <laughs> what if Lydgate? isn't from Wonderland, but like Alice, when he was a young boy, he found Wonderland. Oh, and, and then he too? came back. Yeah. And everyone convinced him that he was delusional and mm-hmm. it wasn't real. And that's why he got into this world. And that's why he's like so adamantly denying that. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that something He's like that. been at Wonderland yeah. at least 1.2. Yeah. Okay. I like, I like that. And then I'm also going to say that Cyrus jumping off the edge of the island, I don't think the magic carpet is going to be there. I think that Jafar has some other magical thing there that's not going to allow him to actually get to the water. A magical so, harness. Yeah. Well, I just think that he has a other magical spells. magical raccoon tail. I think he just has other spells surrounding it to, like, protect. Because, I mean, if you make it to the edge and jump, like, how easy is that? Mm-hmm. And he said that it's going to be even more difficult for what's outside. So I think he has something else planned there. And then what came to my mind was... um I know Marissa's seen this, but I don't know if everyone else has seen Thor 2. Yeah. With, oh, like, the it. gravity thing, how, like, yeah. you jump, and then it was, like, you disappeared yeah. and went through. Like, maybe something like that. So maybe Cyrus jumps in, but then he jumps in, and it whoosh, and, like, puts him back in his cell or something. That makes sense, because we saw when Alice was going through, like, it seems like portals, you know, from one maybe area to another. Maybe there's a hole at the bottom that, of that. There might be, like, a wormhole out there yeah. at the bottom. Yeah, like that. Yeah, so I think there might be something like that. I can see that. I don't, I can't, I mean, I have dreams, not predictions, dreams. Uh, I dream that the Knave and Alice are going to have more, like, intimate moments or moments where the Knave, like, 
is really into Alice. I will give you this. If the knave can fall in love with Alice without having his heart inside of him, then that means that they're supposed to be together. But until I see that moment, I won't believe that they're supposed to be together. Fair enough. I will Fair I enough. will give you it if Thank you can prove you. to me that he's in love with her without a heart in his heart. Uh, I don't know, but we still don't know where his heart is, so. It could be in her <laughs> necklace, okay? <laughs> She's been carrying his heart with him with her forever. On top of Cyrus's heart, but that's fine. <laughs> You can have two hearts. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> you can find me at 123Jackie underscore B on Twitter, at 123JackieB, all one word on Instagram. Where can they find you guys? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Tiana Hobson. And you can also catch me on the Once Upon a Time podcast for After Buzz TV. Yes, you can also find me on the Once Upon a Time podcast with Tiana. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at TV. And talk to us, tweet us. We love to join the conversation. Thank you, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.